welcome to We Forgive You, the show where we formally forgive your favorite's worst films. I'm Alex Fernandez, a writer for the PBS Public Broadcasting Service. Oh, it's a brag that he's going to do. Okay, now this makes sense. You just wanted a fucking brag. Okay, okay. Ooh. I'm Sarah Sarantino. I'm not published anywhere. Nobody gives a shit out about me. But go ahead, Alex. Tell us about PBS. Oof. It's, let me tell you, it's even uh, better than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Oh, God. Let me tell you, hey, you know, they call him Big Bird. But he's got even bigger pockets. I knew you were going to go straight for Sesame Street. You know what? Sesame Street got bought by HBO recently, so that joke isn't even funny anymore. It's still kind of funny, though, isn't it? No. Big Bird's got even bigger pockets? I wrote it down on a piece of paper because I thought it would be good for later. I know you did. I could tell. Post it on the Twitter. Okay, uh, we have a guest <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, Thomas. <laughs> Is that his full name? <laughs> Our guest, Thomas Mariani, host of Double Edge Double Bill. What was that in the background? I, I don't I don't know what's what's going on over here. Is, no, is not at all. Cheering for you in the background? I have my own audience. It's a live studio audience thing, yeah. I wish someone cheered for me. No one's listening. Oh, the man. cat left. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Thomas, what's going on in your life? How you doing? I mean, good. I'm. I sat through Pan. Yeah, I mean, you put this on yourself, okay? When we have guests on, we make them kind of pick, unless I like say no. <laughs> With Diego, I said no to like four ideas he had, but um, I don't feel that bad about that after he put me through Digimon, Alex. So, oh man, Digimon the movie, love it. I don't. I'm glad we both had a v- equally good time watching that film. Thomas, have you ever watched any Digimon? Um, no, I was more of a Pokemon kid, and then Digimon hey. came in, and I'm like, this is all just fucking lame. I just cared about my anime at that point. I never went oh. back to anime after that. Oh my god, oh that's my an origin god. story right there. This is beautiful. That, that's what I'm builds so character. Right oh my god. Where were you when I was set? <laughs> They made me watch Digimon, and then they talked about it like I knew what the hell they were talking about for, like, a half hour. Sorry, I'm really I'm weird. too busy imagining Thomas, like, in Spider-Man 2, like, dropping his, like, Naruto anime scrolls <laughs> in the trash can, being like, anime is no more. He scratched out the, the tribe yeah. <laughs> on the headband and then threw it in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know what that is. <laughs> Sorry. Now, I'm aware of what is the blonde kid, right? In the orange jumpsuit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a prisoner or something? Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> is that what it is? is I actually don't know either. I just know he has a funny headband. Anyway. He just has a headband. He's He's got a demon inside of him. I've watched like 200 episodes of Naruto. I'm not going to fucking lie on this podcast. It was some good shit. Okay, Alex, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us about PBS. <laughs> go, go all the way through. Well- Thank you for asking, Sarah. Uh, so, as many of you probably already know, as a well-publicized cinematic event, yep. uh, PBS has uh, aired my short film, which I wrote, Rome, on the newest season of its uh, local show, Filmmaker. Yeah. Did it play outside of Miami? It's currently available to stream everywhere online on the PBS website and PBS streaming application. Holy shit. This is bigger than my Pokemon meme. Yeah. And let me say, you know, the PBS, <laughs> they know they know how to treat their talent right. Yeah. And, you know, like, 
I'm still doing this podcast because you know it's fun and I like hanging out and doing. It's a pity podcast. It's you feel bad for me, so you stay on. It. I don't like the word pity. I like to use the word charity. (laughs) It's just (laughs) fuck off, Alex. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) That was the meanest thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) I'm just imagining Alex saying all this while in like a Mister Rogers (laughs) getup. He's like putting his shoes on right now. <laughs> oh, I'm happy for you, Alex. Get out of Thank here, Thank you. I'm, I'm happy for me, too. Go be famous. I'll stay here. <laughs> I'll do the podcast with both voices. Thomas, can you sub in for me real quick? I'm going to go. I'm going to go <laughs> hang out with Clifford the Big Red Dog. I'll see you guys later. Can we pretend to be Alex Rumnandez real quick? <laughs> oh, what's this? You're putting a chain to my leg? Sarah, no. <laughs> I can't stay here. <laughs> I can't stay here. I already have my own podcast. Oh, shit. Clifford's smoking me out. Whoa! (laughs) Really? You wrote that one down, too? (laughs) No, that one was improvised comedy. That's part of my many talents that I can Uh, bring to the PBS public service. (laughs) That's UCB-level caliber shit right there. I mean, it's it's great. Oh, yeah. Clifford's (laughs) Clifford's smoking me out is... One of the top ten. PBS really wants that line. On they're like, "Yep, this is the kind of edgy humor yeah. we need." Four twenty, blaze it, Clifford, smoking me out. It's that cool Rick and Morty humor that the kids really like right now. That we really need to inject to our brand. Oh God, stop it! <laughs> uh, nothing's going on with me. I mean, Alex, you'll be here in a few days. You'll be in Austin. So. Yeah. And by the time this comes. You know, comes out, you won't be in Austin anymore, so it'll be safe for us to say this, but uh, Alex is going to be hanging out with me. You know, it's going to be a fun time, and um, I'll already be back by the time that this is out, so uh, nobody will get their chance to, you know, steal me away. Yeah, yeah, I really don't want you to be kidnapped and then held for hostage to PBS. Oh my god, you know, oh, and you know, I mean, Big Bird's (laughs) got even bigger pockets, but I don't even know if he'll... He'll cough up the change for me. <laughs> He's not a when great When it comes down to brass tacks, oh god, Big Bird just fucking... <laughs> They're gonna have to send Super Grover. Cha-ching, <laughs> 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 you guys are welcome. That's my joke of the day. I didn't even... That was improv? Super Grover. All this yeah. has been great improvised comedy, and it's part of what <laughs> Sarah Sorrentino and Alex Fernandez can bring to your uh, <laughs> broadcasting network. And to your yeah. suite of uh, programming. Mm-hmm. Put our podcast on PBS, where we talk shit about Harry Potter and, and Cars too. Oh, no. They got Maggie Smith on PBS. We can't, we can't talk shit about Harry Potter on there. Oh, oh you, so I just finished editing <laughs> that last episode, and you did a Professor McGonagall <laughs> impression. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, what? What do you mean? It's me. No, that's, that's just Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was a bad time. <laughs> uh, Thomas, what's going on in your podcast? Do you guys just do uh, Marvel? <laughs> we, we did for like two episodes, and now we're a Marvel podcast, I guess. We, we took a year span, literally, between those two episodes, and it's like, nope, yep, yeah, we just do Marvel. We should do a Marvel. We should Marvel it up. What's the worst Marvel movie? Dark World? Yeah, that's definitely got to be the one, right? Have we had this conversation before? Yeah, Dark World. Yeah, I told you we should one. do it, and then you said, uh, I don't want to watch that. Which no, is pretty much what happens you. whenever I suggest any film for this. <laughs> no, we should probably do Dark World. I mean, I can't think of anyone that's worse. 
Yeah, we're probably going to end up doing Dark World soon. It's just superheroes in general are probably our most fun episodes. It's our bread and butter. Yeah, because I mean, I just go back to thinking about like Batman and Robin doing the Taco Bell riff, like rant. That's that was good time. Superheroes, it's where the big money is. Everybody loves those big oily boys punching it up up there in the clouds. It's a great time for everybody. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk. Let's just talk about this movie that we watched today, Um, Thomas. Why did you make us watch this? Okay, you know what? Let's get this straight. Is that behind the scenes, behind the curtain, to all you people listening, I suggested, like, Sarah was like, hey, I want to have you on my show, because you graciously had me on your show, Thomas. What do you want to cover? And I was like, how about Hook, or something like that? Because Hook is like a childhood movie of mine that doesn't hold up very well at all. Yeah, and we do need to talk about that, because I... I was going to rewatch Hook, and of course I didn't, because I never do what I say I'm going to do. <laughs> and, and I think I went against just Hook, because I was saying we should just do Peter Pan in general, because I don't like any Peter Pan adaptations, to be honest with you. Peter Pan kind of sucks, guys. Uh, I gotta be honest, that was probably one of the biggest takeaways from watching Pan, is that I could not give less of a rat's ass about Peter Pan and his <laughs> fucking dumb fuck adventures. <laughs> For me, Peter Pan's like Cocoa Puffs, where, like, as a kid, I liked Peter Pan, and then I hit a certain age, and I'm like, oh, these are fucking terrible. <laughs> what's wrong with Hook, though? Can I, you guys just give me a, a, a rundown of what's wrong with Hook? Um, you get Robin Williams to be in your movie, and you give him little to nothing funny to do. Uh... You get the sad Williams. You get the sad, melancholy Williams that See... nobody really wants. Hey, you guys know that Robin Williams movie where he, like, goes to hell to find his suicided wife? Oh, where dreams may come? Yeah. So I watched that at a very young age. So when I... <laughs> explained so much. I watched that, like, when it came out, maybe. Like, I don't I don't know why, but um, I watched that, and now, like, for me to think of Robin Williams acting, I think of that. <laughs> So so when I hear that, like, Sad Williams, I'm like, yeah, dude, he's a very serious actor. It, it wasn't, like, a good, serious comedian role. Like, I thought people like when comedians make serious role decisions. I mean, I, you know, I like um, something like Good Will Hunting. I, 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 don't, I didn't think he was a bad, serious actor. But, like, with Hook, it's this weird thing of, like, it's him just as, like, an asshole 90s dad with a giant brick cell phone just saying, like, everyone shut up! I'm old Peter Pan! That's like the first two-thirds of that stupid fucking movie. And then he becomes weird, childish Robin Williams, and you're like, this is just creepy because you're way too hairy to be a child. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) So it's somehow like a shittier Mrs. Doubtfire? I won't take this Mrs. Doubtfire slip. here. Like, (laughs) I think Mrs. Doubtfire is good, I guess. I don't have that nostalgia for it, but at the same time, it's kind of like dad fucking up. 90s problems, I guess. Just, oh man, I fucked up my kids' lives. I'll be their nanny. I think I'm gonna letter make a letterbox list called Dad Shenanigans. I'm writing that down. Oh god, that's pretty much all cinema. All cinema, Dad. Yeah. I'm writing it right on Just just go to the letterbox uh bucket that says all movies. There. You're done. That's the list. Maybe that's my next podcast. Dad shenanigans. <laughs> no, let's not do that. Just it's just letterbox lists. Let's keep it light. Um, I have seen Hook. It's just been a very long time. I thought people were, were upset with it because it was like problematic. Uh, maybe in a modern context, I haven't seen it in a few years. But 
Yeah, I think it's just also, that was one that, like, a lot of people have nostalgic blinders for, and I rewatched maybe, like, four or five years ago, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> this is just really bad. It's got huge, enormous sets, but it looks like a fucking theme park attraction, and not a good one. Um, Dustin Hoffman's Perfect. good as Hook, though. I'll give him that. I thought he was pretty good in it. That's cool. Okay. And, Alex, do you have any scorching hot Hook takes you want to get out? Um, no, but... Let me tell you about a little guy called Caillou. And I really okay. love this little yeah. dude. Yeah. We've hung out a couple times now. We've we've learned a lot about the yeah. value of not saying cuss words. Isn't that that and... Canadian, like, dick? <laughs> isn't, he, like, isn't he, like, a little douchebag? Why is he bald? He's, like, seven or eight. <laughs> well, I'm not going to ask him that. <laughs> you might want to talk to him. Someone has to get these answers for us from Caillou. Somebody get the Caillou facts, but don't let it be me. I'm too close to this. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of creepy. I, I don't need this shit. Okay, invite me to a PBS party, and I'll talk to Caillou. I'll put you in the group chat. Help. Okay, put me in the group <laughs> chat. Yeah, there's one group chat for Clifford and Caillou. Which like is wild, because <laughs> Clifford's like a really big dog, right? Like, how is he typing? Yeah, it's voice. Voice to text. Yeah. What a cool, funny observation. Anyway, I don't have any <laughs> thoughts about Hook. I don't have any. Fun, I don't have any thoughts about any Peter Pan film. I don't think Hook. I will agree. Dustin Hoffman's good in that film. I haven't seen it in many years. But that's the one thing that I can say with certainty is that I really enjoyed Dustin Hoffman in that film. And I think like the relationship between him and Robin Williams' son is like one of the more interesting aspects. And in a movie where Robin Williams is such an like unforgiving asshole. Like, you really stick to that kid's perspective a lot more. Um, and so those bits are engaging from what I remember. But that's really all I gleaned from Hook. And, like, aside from Hook, like, there's the Disney animated classic. There's the sequel to that film. And then there's that um, bizarro, edgy, like, 2003 Peter Pan. And I haven't seen any of those. Peter Pan 2, I thought was direct-to-video, but technically came out in theaters. Yeah, for some reason. that They just were like, oh, this is too good. We have to put it to theaters. I've never seen it. Like, you guys, have you guys even seen that? I saw that in a theater. No. Oh, shit. Wow. Holy shit. Holy fuck. Hey, we're all from Florida. Let's talk about the Peter Pan ride real quick. I've never been on it. I'm not Okay, so if you go to Walt Disney World, the most magical place on Earth, there is a ride that has, like, 120-minute wait times. Every single day. All the time. And it's not a fun roller coaster. It's not, like, state-of-the-art technology. It's just you get on a shitty boat, and then you fly through, like, dioramas of (laughs) things that are supposed to be very far away, but are very obviously just, like two feet away from you and are just really small miniatures of Peter Pan and friends. It's like a fucking fair ride with, like, neon colors. It's like someone's it, It's the haunted house rides at the fairs, yes. It's literally that. Like, they're like, let's put on some, like, glow, like, gleaming neon colors on these fucking miniature scales. And uh, you'll fly over it and the music will happen. I mean, it's the yeah. blueprint for the E.T. ride. <laughs> I like the E.T. ride. That's the thing. That's the better version of that ride. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. But people still, like, it's always two hours to get on it. I do not know why it even is still there. You can get on Small World in ten minutes now. That's a new thing, guys. Small World, on-off, no problem. But for some reason, Peter Pan is still, like, just 
Because it's, it's slow to fucking load is what because it's a bad oh. ride. It's literally designed in such a poor manner that like the the whole ride has to stop to board people. Well, and that's so, most like, of those the dark room rides, which you yeah. can forgive for like the Disneyland versions because it's like oh this was the first attempt at this. But then by like 1970 when they opened Disney World, it's like come on get your act together. <laughs> yeah, Walt. yeah, yeah. Walt, Walt, dumb corpse. What what's wrong with you, idiot? Oh, you've been dead for 15 years. Boo hoo. Oh wow, yeah. If I went, if I told my job that I did, I I couldn't do my thing because I was dead for 15 years. I would get in trouble. I'd probably get fired. But oh, Walt did it. It's okay. Okay, Fuck. second podcast idea of the episode. Walt, you dead corpse, and it's uh, us talking shit about Disney. <laughs> Cars 2, Walt, you dumb corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Walt. Our bad. Oh, uh, Walt, I'm Walt. I'm dead. I didn't anticipate the acquisition of Pixar by Disney and oh, the, <laughs> the eventual propagation of the most commercially successful film into a like really bullshit sequel. Oh, yeah, come on, Walt. We've heard it all before. <laughs> I'm tired, Walt. Stop making excuses. Okay. Let's talk about Pan. A film Aww. that came out in 2015, yet they still thought it was okay to cast Rooney Mara as a savage, as they continually call her and the people, a Native American-like character. Basically doubling down on the racist portrayal from the cartoon Disney movie. Well, it's weird where, like, they don't necessarily double down. It's that weird thing where they want to try and skirt around it, where it's like, oh, no, we have a bunch of different races here, but your leader's Rooney Mara, the whitest person you possibly could have gotten <laughs> to play this part. And it's like, oh, no, they're multicolored. They're not specifically Native Americans. But it's like, well, but this is also just really shitty. My also mm-hmm. favorite part, like, kind of, like, on that note, is when they first get into Neverland and uh, Blackbeard is like, no matter your race, creed, or color, or whatever, you know, but there's no women there. <laughs> yeah, it's all I boys, was like, huh? Oh, yeah, cool. Just boys. He's like, all the orphans. Just the boy orf- orphans? Where's where the girls at? No girls? Okay. And then the only other, like, real female characters we get are some, like, hot mermaids that are all the same Kara. What's her name? Why? Okay, why are all the mermaids. Kara Devilina, or whatever her last name is. She was a is. model, and she wanted to act. But why are they all her? That's the most buck wild thing I've ever seen. This is the second movie we've watched in a row with weird mermaids, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, last episode, Goblet of Fire. Now we got Kara, what's her name? Being creepy with her clicks. Jellyfish mermaid. Can you imagine... Can you imagine... <laughs> A world where, like, a scientist went up to you and said, here is a species. Here, check them out. And then they all were the exact same. Same face. Same face. Like, what if, like, what if every dog was the exact same dog? Wouldn't that freak (laughs) you out for life? Wouldn't you, like, like, just, like, abort dogs from existence? Just sort of shoot them (laughs) off on, on... and put them in their own, like, country? Like, okay. that's buck wild. Why are they all the same face? <laughs> UK, Alex? Why are they all Caradeveline? Okay. Let's let's take it slow, though. Um, Alex, you like this movie? No. No? This, mo- this movie is 
honestly, it's not even bad enough. <laughs> it's not even, like, compelling in that regard. This is, like, just... Honestly, for the most part, it's just middle of the road, filled with just enough bad decisions to make you scratch your head, but not enough to entertain you. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help that I'm not at all interested in the subject matter. I think, like, the most captivating thing this movie did was make Garrett Hedlund, like, the future (laughs) Captain Hook, and then make him dress up as Indiana Jones. That's, okay, sure. I guess. Also pretty much doing a bad Indiana Jones impression the whole movie. Every time yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, sweetheart, looks like we're going this way. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> are, you, are you auditioning? To, like, this was around the time when they were like, oh, are they going to reboot Indiana Jones? It's like, are you fucking doing your audition tape as this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I know my character's a pirate, but here's, here's, a, here's a thought. What if I did, like, an Indiana Jones thing? And then See, somebody I, I said yes. I thought of him as, like, a shitty cowboy, like, the whole time. He was oh. doing, like, this very deep cowboy voice not too southern and then he did say something i can't remember exactly what he said but i started laughing on the bus while watching (laughs) i'm sitting on the bus watching this and i'm just like laughing because i forget what he said but it was so over the top anytime he yelled he made a stupid ass face (laughs) and and let me just clear the air and say garrett headland in a indiana jones outfit pretty great stuff not against it but Garrett Hedlund acting as Indiana Jones in a Peter Pan movie, really rough. Yeah, I don't know where they were going with that. We had so many other pan episodes to do with where we'd see him become Captain Hook. Didn't you see that great ending bit where it's like, oh, we're going to stay friends forever, right? Yeah. God. Whatever. Captain Hook. It, it's it's, it's, it's like if... if it's like if George Lucas's first Star Wars movie was The Phantom Menace. And everybody's just like, what the fuck is this? This doesn't make any sense. This I is, think my favorite this part... This is gibberish, in all honesty. <laughs> my favorite part is that the writers were like, it's a never bird. It's a never... Oh my god. <laughs> Everything they could... like, They're just like, never this, never that. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys on? Like, who... <laughs> I think my worst part of this, like, I didn't think it was filmed poorly. I thought the visuals were, were like, there was something going on there. They were trying to mm. at least do something. The fucking writing is terrible. That's, and I, I think I can clearly sl- say that is the problem with this movie. It was just poorly written. They're just like, yeah, we've got this, uh, you know, open thing. We could just write about Peter Pan, do whatever we want with this character. Let's do an origin story. Let's. He's a fairy. He's half fairy now. He can fly on his own. Right, yeah, because I, I would consider, like, there are three types of bad movies to me. There's Boring Bad, which is self explanatory. There's a So Bad It's Good. And then in the middle is what I usually like to call, like, Studio Executive Trainwreck Bad, where you're not <laughs> entertained, but you're watching in some rapt attention about, like, we're going this way? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. That's what this movie is, just every constant second. Like, I'm not entertained, but you're going that way? And then, like, the pixie dust was, like, opium. <laughs> or I guess it's a rejuvenation thing. He said it was a rejuvenation thing. It's a mineral they mine. They have all these children slaves mining, like, pixium, I believe is what they call it. Pixium. Yep. Pixium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was bad. That was really bad. Pixium. I think... 
<laughs> I think Johnny Depp is still upset that he lost out on the role for Blackbeard. I think that's his, <laughs> his main issue. I will give Hugh Jackman, he is dedicated to this. What is basically like, if you melded like a pirate with Darth Vader and Nosferatu, is basically <laughs> what you have with this Blackbeard character, who like we literally see at one point, he's like, he uses his pixie to keep himself youthful and alive. And he has like a Darth Vader coming out of his fucking chamber scene where he's like, I'm old and weak, but I have to suck up the pixie and that's what keeps him <laughs> fucking alive. <laughs> and then when he's walking around, he's just like, I'm no Svenatu, but I also do fucking covers of modern pop songs, <laughs> which we haven't even well, talked about that. I know, because I didn't remember that. And honestly, up until the point that he, you know, he gets kidnapped and they go to Neverland, it's like, hey, you know what? This movie's probably not as bad as I thought. I don't know why we decided to cover this one. We, I fucked up. Like, maybe maybe this is a mistake. Maybe this movie's okay and I'm just being a jerk. And then they started to sing. And I was like, oh, no, this is trash. <laughs> this is, this is, and then I was like, wow, this is like Peter Pan, Mad Max, fucking, um, what's the movie where they're all singing? Uh, the, they got lots of Nevada those, songs. No, but they're Nirvana songs. Oh, like Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge. It's Moulin Rouge meets Mad Max meets somebody tried to throw Peter Pan in there. Can I just say, Hugh Jackman <laughs> doing Smells Like Teen Spirit is probably the highlight of this movie. <laughs> Everything after that was not anywhere near as entertaining enough for me to give a crap. That I was the highlight. Was and you know what's the biggest bummer? Is that that is a super buckwild, weird decision to make. And the movie does not in any way follow up on that. And does not... that that The tone... That that is switched to that scene. The the style, everything that happens in that scene is immediately ditched for a, a boring, like Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland level of insipid adventure film. Someone forgot that they sang Blitzkrieg Bop right after that. Yeah, they did. It was they so did. cringy. But but that's already almost immediately so much so undercut in comparison, and then it's dropped from there. Like that. Yeah. That's. It doesn't go anywhere after Blitzkrieg, Bob. Right, because like if it was once, you'd be like, okay, this is some random thing they just did for this one bit, but it's just an isolated scene. And then they do it twice, and they don't do the comedic rule of the third time. Like, come on, we gotta yeah. see Hugh Jackman sing some other <laughs> anachronistic pop song. Yeah, like, why couldn't done. we get like a third act, like the pirates come marching in on their ship, and then they're doing fucking, I don't know, literally <laughs> any song. Literally any song. I don't know, man. I mean, when I think of <laughs> a movie that randomly starts to sing like a modern song, I think of Night's Tale. And I, I love Night's Tale. They keep that motif consistent in that movie. Like, it's got, it's full of an- anarchistic, like, music that they just pop into mm. the into the soundtrack versus, yeah, like, this just randomly happens. And that's the thing is, it feels like this is a Frankenstein creation of just various different scripts for, like, a pan movie. Yeah, it's honestly felt like they were just trying, like, a bunch of different things. I mean, between the weird Neverbird and then, like, every different area. It, nothing was, like, cohesive. Why is he in space? Oh, my God. Remember when remember when we got the anti gravity egg hatching scene? Oh yeah. What the fuck, know. man? It's not even trippy and like Children saw way. this. Children yeah. parents had to be like, okay, son, let me explain to you what just happened in that Peter Pan film. Uh yeah. Hugh Jackman, the scary man. 
your 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 good friend Wolverine is actually Nosferatu, <laughs> and he sings those Nirvana songs your older smelly brother uh, listens to whenever he gets real mad. Um, and you know, just forget about it. Don't worry about that. Also, um, Pan is a child suffering in the orphanage, and he sometimes farts to make himself laugh, but. Otherwise, his life is miserable. I mean, the World War II, I'm going to have to explain World War II to you. You're like seven. You don't get any of this. Um, and I don't even have time to explain to you why Rooney Mara being there was bad. But, like, <laughs> it's just, what a shit show. Tiger Lily is like a little kid in in the animated Peter Pan, correct? Yes. Yeah. So they just, like, aged her up. Yeah. Just so she could be, like, a love interest. Yo, because Captain Hook needs somebody to fuck. <laughs> Fuck this movie, man. This is some bullshit. This, this is, is really, rough, man. There's no women except for Rudy Mara's pale ass, and I love her, but what about this was the mermaids? A mistake. Oh, that's not. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what about all the great nuns at the beginning of the movie who were horribly oh abusive to Peter? It's great. Uh, <laughs> and they have a fucking secret this? compartment that they have, like a fucking like. Adam West Batman contraption that opens up a secret compartment. <laughs> was that Amanda Siegfried or whatever in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, she's Peter Pan's mom. Cool. Can yeah, I just cause... say, the only two scenes in this movie that look good and are actually kind of entertaining are both flashback sequences. One taking place in the memory tree, which was this like really nicely animated bit. And another one explaining what happened to Peter Pan's mom that was like underwater entirely and just like basically made to look like the w- ocean currents formed the figures of the people those are two really good engaging scenes and they're both flashbacks to things that happened a long time ago that do not really impact the film that you are watching it's just really kind of wasted like there's a lot of interesting i think there's a lot of interesting things that happen in this movie that are really wasted on such a shitty script it's especially weird because of the director who we haven't talked about is fucking joe wright who does a lot of those like period piece dramas like atonement or pride Uh, and prejudice And Anna Karenina, or The Darkest Hour, the Winston Churchill movie. This makes so yeah. much sense to me. An actual director did this, which is the most baffling thing. Because you can tell there are even, like, one-shot sequences, which he's famous for. Like, Atonement has that infamous, like, 15-minute shot or whatever. There are a couple moments where he has, like, the one long takes, but it's such a weird movie in his filmography, because it's just, like, it's a big, dumb studio uh, fantasy movie, as opposed to, like, what he's usually good at. It's, it's so odd. I guess it's just like, hey, well, you know, you did an action movie kind of with Hannah... Let's give you $50 million to do this. He did Hannah? What the hell, dude? What's this? I like Hannah. (laughs) That's the thing, too, is that, like, it would be one thing for Joe Wright to make a, like, to to basically make, like, a big blockbuster movie, but it's weird to make one that does not carry any of his, like, stylistic tendencies and any of his, like, apparent talent. Quick, like, somebody that's just look not up here. the writers because I really think I think I got to the, the I think it's the writer's fault. I feel it. I feel it in my heart. I love the writer's name though. It's this is a writer who I've seen <laughs> a few times. His name is Jason Fux. No, F U X. F U C H S. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, he really did. <laughs> what else has he written? <laughs> Uh, he's done Wonder Woman, uh, Ice Age, Continental Drift. Wait, 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 stop. (laughs) What? He did did Ice Age, Continental Drift, and then he did Wonder Woman? Yeah. 
God the typical damn career. It. Why are they doing this to Wonder Woman? <laughs> I hate I hate this so much. I don't love Wonder Woman, but God damn it, if you're gonna have like one of your first female fronted, you know, superhero films, can you just like get someone with a track record that is an Ice Age? <laughs> That's all I ask. So you don't have to go too hard, but. Well, okay, in all fairness, like, he was discredited. He's got a story credit on uh, on Wonder Woman, which, like, so he's not the entire problem. Okay, good. So he might have just written... I'm sure he's specifically the guy who pitched it, like, hey, let's have fucking, uh, what's-his-face, David Thewlis, become a giant <laughs> fucking monster video game character at the end. I will, I will cl- lay claim that that is Fux's work. Thanks, Fux. We're gonna blame that one on you. That's we a have real no fox choice. Yeah. To understand, no reason to say that, but uh, we're gonna say it anyways. That, that one's on you. You foxed up the end of Wonder Woman. <laughs> 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 anyway, this uh, movie's dog shit, and nobody should care. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's bad. Um, you don't have to watch this. Go look up the clip of uh, of Hugh Jackman doing "Smells Like Teen Spirit" while like. <laughs> On his pirate ship, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. look up some images of like Garrett Hedlund in his Indiana Jones outfit, and then that's really it. Otherwise, this movie, all this movie does is uh, teach you that Peter Pan's superpower is actually his dyslexia, which lets him <laughs> read pixie uh, words, and um, that's really all it seems to give a fuck about. So, um, or yeah. the weird bit where he uses fairies as like a weird kamehameha. <laughs> That's the last note here he went, that I wrote down. He went pure. Yeah, he's just like, think happy thoughts. <laughs> Pan's my favorite anime. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's talking yep. about anime again. Full circle. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing to say about the, the main actor, the kid. I He's British, so that's cool. <laughs> there's nothing memorable about him for me. Um, next time Rooney Mara wants to play a character named Tiger Lily, just someone slap her. Just slap her. I will give credit to with the Levi Millers, the kid, and I would recommend, instead of watching Pan, there's a great mm-hmm. Christmas-themed horror movie called Better Watch Out that he stars in, oh. where he basically plays like a creepy, stalkerish um, like kid who is trying to basically force his babysitter to like stay with him by killing a bunch of people around her. What does Christmas have to do with it? Um, it's around Christmas. It's called Better Watch Out, Sarah. Okay. I was thinking you were going to say Krampus. That's the only horror Christmas movie I can think of. Oh, oh! there's the treasure trove you're not aware of. <laughs> That's a whole mm-hmm. another world that I'm not ready for. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm happy to hear that he's, you know, done some other things. Any last words on this movie, guys? On Peter Pan? I think we panned it pretty hard, guys. I hate this episode. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's stop making Peter Pan movies. I know it's easy because nobody you don't gives have a to fuck pay. about this dumb little kid flying around. I don't give a fuck about him. It, it's it's like King Arthur. It's like um, the, the the fucking Robin Hood and Peter Pan. Stop making them. No one cares. Yeah. Yep. No more. And besides, no like, Robin Hood. look, we got one good Robin Hood movie with Earl Flynn, and like people really like that. It was pretty definitive. Um, the only good so, Robin Hood movie and, is and Princess so, like, of Thieves, starring Kiara Knightley. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't expecting that one. But, <laughs> you see, like, the other ones at least got at least one good one in. 
Peter Pan's never worked out. We should stop trying. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. I don't even like that Disney one. It's it's not interesting to me. No. So I, I just feel bad for the dog, Dinah. The dog? dog Wait, what? In Peter Pan. There's a dog? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a dog that acts as their nanny because the parents are cheap fucks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. in the animated film. Okay. I thought you were going to say the anime film. <laughs> in the Peter Pan anime, which is pretty great, uh, check out Crunchyroll uh, promo code We Forgive You. You can check out the Peter Pan anime. Wait, don't don't say that. Crunchyroll actually give us money. <laughs> yeah, Crunchyroll actually. Come on now, we've on. We, we've we've been singing your praises for too long. My views on anime don't share those of Alex and Sarah's. They fucking love it. <laughs> I'll talk about oh, Naruto yeah. all day, every day, Crunchyroll. Let's go. I love Yu-Gi-Oh. He's got <laughs> all the cool cards. Real fun d- show. D- 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 duel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, anyway, guys, sorry, I gotta go. Uh, Arthur and Buster are throwing a huge rager tonight. I'm gonna go to yeah. that. Um, yeah, I gotta go. Anyway, uh... Thanks for having me on. It was a joy. Probably the worst bit you've ever come uh, up with, Alex. I'm going to be honest with you. That one, not, not your strongest. Really? You can't top Rumandas. You can't top it. Everyone else loves it. Oh my god, it's gonna be it's gonna be the thing that everybody asks me to reference out on the street. I'll be like, do the Rumandas for us. And I'll be like, I mean, oh, now that we okay. don't have Papa John updates, because that has been settled. <sighs> yeah, after they killed Papa, Papa John, things have been really bleak around here. <laughs> so we really need to... Listeners, please give us um, another shitty fast food chain to talk about obsessively, and um, let us know if you like the PBS gag. We can keep it going, but yeah, I could really. I got a whole list of these guys. I got just <laughs> you got a more ton of them. Yeah, yeah. Did we can keep this going forever. Spend one day watching PBS, and you're just like, okay, Bill Nye. This is a good one. Okay, listen. Bill Nye was on PBS. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's Stuff great. Before your time. Uh, maybe. Uh. <laughs> okay, Thomas, get out of here. We're going in too far. Bye. Bye, Thomas. Bye. Bye. No, just do plugs. Do plugs. I'm just kidding. Right, yes. <laughs> uh, of course, before I fly away myself, um, I host a podcast called Double Edge Double Bill, where basically my ho- co-host Adam and I pick two random movies at the end of every episode, and during the next one we talk about both a good and a bad movie that, like I said, we chose at the end of the previous one. Uh, we had Sarah on for a previous episode where we talked about female-led action films um, where we covered Haywire and Sucker Punch, and she talks to me every day about how much she loves Sucker Punch, and how it's one of her favorite movies of all time now, and she just uh, loves it entirely. Oh. It's so great to her. Um, but no, I, she was she was such a sport for coming on and talking about Sucker Punch, and I have so much regret that I made her watch Sucker Punch. <laughs> it was so upsetting. <laughs> um, oh. but, but we would have done um, our most recent episode, I believe, would have been our video game movies one, where we talked about uh, Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li was our bad one, and we did Scott Pilgrim as our good one, because uh, video oh, nice. game inspired films and i'm also we're on at dedb pod on twitter and facebook and i'm at not the who's tommy for all my other shenanigans just on my own awesome you can leave now no it's okay and and that's it we don't really do plugs outside of that i mean unless alex you want to talk about your awesome 
PBS movie again. Where can they watch it? Just on PBS? Or um, Yeah, if you go on to uh, the PBS website and on the PBS streaming app, just look for uh, the show Filmmaker. We are the second episode of this current season. You'll find our short Rome. It's the first one of that very episode. Uh, I wrote that film. I'm pretty happy with it. And um, I'm super grateful that PBS has shown it on their network because uh, it means a lot. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, you said that about <laughs> my stuff all the time. So you don't have to. You don't have to do it. Like just because like we're on the air. Like don't feel the pressure gonna, to. Like it's okay. I'm gonna make my own short film one day. Oh, yeah. Oh shit. Okay. It's gonna be about Peter Pan. <laughs> all right, that's it. We're done here. Internal pressure is 5G's.